Greetings, fellow citizens of Disneyland. Welcome back to Disneyland for Designers. Now, today's episode, well, it's going to be a little bit different because this is a different kind of week for me. You see, I'm a full-time podcaster with Adventures in Design. I have now created over 1,200 different podcasts. It's been my full-time job since 2014. And in doing that, because I'm a one-man show, I, I record all the podcasts. I'm the voice that you hear. I write all the notes, I research all the topics, I book all the shows, I edit it all, I do all the graphic design. I've had employees in the past, and I find that whenever I have a team, all it does is just put me further away from the art. So when I started Adventures in Design, I said, I just want to go in solo, just want to do this by myself, do it at my own pace, do whatever it is that I want to do. And in doing that, I often periodically, I have to take breaks. Because, as you know, all TV shows, major TV shows that have staffs of hundreds of people, they take the summers off, they take a couple weeks off here, a couple weeks there. And and I do a similar thing with Adventures in Design, um, just so I have time to regroup, recharge my batteries, and also plan the next month's worth of shows. Because when you're recording and interviewing, and back in the good old days, driving all around L.A. and Orange County to interview people, it eats up a lot of time. But I promised you, I made a promise, and you never break a promise to a friend. I said, hey, friends, as long as the gates of Disneyland are closed, I'll put out a new episode each and every Wednesday. So what I have for you today is a little bit different, but it's cool, I think, in a way to maybe give you a taste of another part of what I do for a living. Last month, I started live streaming. This was something I had planned on doing before the pandemic. Then the pandemic happened and everybody was streaming everywhere. And I said, now's not the time to start this new venture. But back in January, I had converted my home recording studio into a mini TV studio, uh, put in professional lighting, put in a green screen, added a second monitor, put in a camera, like really went through to where I could make quality video content quickly. And one of the main things I wanted to do with that was to create my brand of Disney coverage. I found that I really enjoy watching Disney YouTube um, over on YouTube. <laughs> Conveniently, that's where they put it. And I just sort of saw a hole in the marketplace where I thought my brand, my way of covering things could fit in there. Content that I hope is intellectual and challenges you and, and makes you think about the park in a designer's way. Um, content that goes deep into the history and sort of the philosophy of the park, but also content that stays positive because Disneyland and Disney as a company at the end of the day, it's escapism. It's a vacation. It's an afternoon with the person that you love. It's memories with your children in, in an age. They will only be once a time you can only get to once in their life, once in your life. It's a place where people get engaged. It's a place where people take grandma for a last hurrah. It is a special place full of imagination and emotion and full of escapism. And people that focus on outrage content around it drive me nuts. And if you knew me personally, and hopefully you feel like you do, anything that irritates me makes me want to fight against it and do it differently. So my rule with Disney content, even when we're talking about horrible things like 2020 and the pandemic, is to always talk about it in a logical, responsible way, but also in a positive way. 
because this is something that I love. It's something that I enjoy. Never knew I would love it as much as I do. And I want to be one of the voices that, that takes you there, not only mentally and not only with news and fun facts, but emotionally. I want you to feel like that you can trust me and that I feel the pulse of the park beating and I can deliver that emotion and heartbeat back to you. So one of the things that I've been doing starting last month is streaming Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now it's not always Disney content, but there normally is something every day. And ultimately what the goal for this new part of my business is, and it'll get to Disneyland in a second, is sort of the umbrella of my brand. And and you've come to realize this if you've been listening to the show every Wednesday. Part of the service that I provide is interviewing people and covering fun things and making people laugh. But ultimately, if you broke down what I do is I offer companionship. I offer friendship. I offer whenever you need a buddy, no matter where you at, working in a big office with everybody around you, walking your dogs, getting on a plane, driving your car. All you have to do is push play and I'm there for you. And so the idea of going to Disneyland weekly was the idea of people are missing what I'm missing. If I do this, I'll feel like I'm going and I can take people with me and I can do what I've always done. I can provide that companionship, but this time a companionship in a whole different way of trying to, through the power of imagination, bring something back to life that none of us want to let go of and really make people feel like they're going someplace mentally as always, but emotionally. And so as the streaming has evolved, I'm now getting more and more comfortable looking at two monitors and two chats and a camera here and what I'm watching there. And I'm slowly able to create YouTube content inside of my live streams. And I'm sort of teaching my community or they're teaching me how we make videos together where I come up with a topic and slides and I know how I want it to go, but then they show me the way that it should go because they interject sort of spaces in my notes. And ultimately, as I get this rhythm down, I hope that it'll make better content because my content will not only address the way that I feel about subject at hand, but the way that you, the audience, feels about it. And also, you'll help me see the spots in my notes that I that I forgot about. So the idea now of going over there and creating this content, it's all part of a bigger play. But ultimately, it comes down to when you're live for three hours a day for three different days a week, you're ultimately building a community and you're building companionship with people. So today over on the live stream, I put together six different questions for my audience about the park coming back and how people feel about that and where they see that it's going. I edited it down for you so that you wouldn't have to hear things were only visual through the, the video chat, but this kind of will give you a 30 minute glimpse and what it's like pulling up one of the live streams, having me on while you're working. You don't necessarily have to look at what we're doing, but if you find yourself friend where you're lonely, the work days are kind of dragging by and you just want to go be with a fun community of, of positive Disneyland fans. We don't bash. We don't complain. I won't even let it go there. I, I will listen to a complaint. I, I, don't think that the company is immortal. They can do wrong. Disneyland can do wrong and they have done wrong, but it's not going to be a bash session. I just don't like negativity. There's 
so much of it today that this is a spot of my life that I'm preserving to stay positive. I'll fight the good fight everywhere else, but this is my escapism. So if you're looking for a community of people that like to get together uh, on a work day and kind of hang out, I'm already seeing everyone in the chat start to know each other, start to become buds and start to develop their own language, their own inside jokes. So I thought today giving you this as the episode, it would not only help out my schedule, it would not only make my quote unquote off week a little bit more productive, but it would give you a glimpse into a different part of my brand, a different part of how I'm making content and a different way of how I'm trying to entertain people, entertain people. That was a weird way to say that, but a different idea and how I see me being an extension of the Disney brand and bringing people in to, to loving it. And most importantly, loving it together because I start every podcast calling my audience friends because I do think of you as friends. You wouldn't do this job if you didn't want to treat people like they were your friends. I never use the word fans. I never use the word followers. This is my full-time job, even though I downplay my stats because I have the worst YouTube channel ever working on it. This is my job, and I do feel an enormous amount of professional pride. And I have met a lot of people over the years, and I have seen the impact of what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, we're all just friends, and I can't do this without you. And hopefully, you feel like you need me to do this as well. I mean, one would think if you've got this far. So when did you hear one of the live streams today where we got together and I just simply asked my audience six different questions that all theme around, are you ready to get back to the park? And if you are, what does that look like? What are you apprehensive about? What are you fearful about? What are your expectations? What do you want? And this is just all part of the content I've been making the last month to sort of help people get a new idea of what going to Disneyland is going to look like, what it's going to feel like, and what our expectations should all be. Another part of the whole overall scheme and plan of things, because if I'm anything, I'm a planner. I did the 65th anniversary live stream where I recreated an entire day of Disneyland. If you were there with me, greatly appreciate you showing up. I'll be doing the same thing next Thursday when I recreate a day of DCA. We're going to go over DCA next Thursday from two to 10 and just a regular day. Everything will run on schedule, parades, shows. It will feel like you're there with a bunch of friends. And this is something I'm going to be continuing to do the 13th of each month. And when the parks reopen, sometimes I'll actually be doing it inside of the park. And who knows, maybe sometimes you'll be there with me on the 13th and we'll be doing it together. It's just something that I thought would be cool is to sort of create my community and, and turn it into a club. Club 1313, if you will, the poor man's club 33. But I thought having a group of people that love it all in the same way, that know that there's different ways for us to get together, to celebrate this thing, to create that escapism, and know that a good friend to go to Disneyland with is just one quick click away. What do you say we get started with today's abbreviated show? Next week, we're back in the park. You're going there with my friend Gustavo Jaimes, who is a fascinating guy. I've been putting that episode off because it's such a great episode. I want to take my time with it. And then right after that, Philander Butler is going to be back on, and we're going to do an episode all about what does it take to build 
the perfect land. We're going to talk all about land building. Look at the different lands, what makes them perfect, what what some of their weaknesses are, and what Philander and myself think builds the perfect land in a Disney park. What do you say we get started with today's show? Thank you so much for showing up this week, and thank you for understanding and giving me a little bit of patience, and let me experiment to do something a little different, a little cross-platform promotion, if you will, so that all of my efforts measure up at the end of the week, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, so I can keep doing the job that I love so much, being your friend, and taking you to Disneyland. Okay, so I want to ask you guys, over on the live stream on Twitch and YouTube, thank you for joining me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I want to know from you, are you ready to go back? We did a video explaining 65 ways Disneyland will be different when it reopens, but I want to know, are you ready to go back? Living Life says, yep, ready to go back. I personally, I'm ready to go back, but I'm also ready to go back with different expectations and I'm ready to go back with a much different experience in my mind, a much different way that I plan on navigating and living in the park until things change one way or the other. Anna B says that she's ready to go back. Oswaldo says that he's ready to go. I want to know for people that are ready to go back, have you always been ready to go back? Did you think that the park should have never closed? Was there ever a moment that you weren't ready to go back? I'd love to know your feelings on this readiness to get back to Disneyland. Are you ready to do everything? Are you ready to go back and do what your last trip was? Like if you went to Disneyland right now today, would you redo your last visit in the park exactly the way that it did? Or are you planning on making adaptations to the way that you Disney? Daniel Church says, I'm there. Brother, in my mind, you know I'm already there. Ross Loves Disney Nature says, I'm ready to go back and see Avengers Campus open. Oh, that is going to be a sweet reward when that eventually happens. That'll be a nice, like, welcome back. And by the way, here's some new stuff for you to check out. Annabi says, I was not always ready to go back, but your mind has shifted and you are ready to go back. Interesting. Very interesting. I'd love to know what changed you there. Here we go. Gary Nature says that he'll wait for a bit. And I think that's reasonable. I would never, I would never give anybody any sort of flack for being like, I need a little bit more time. That That's totally understandable. Artie says ready to go, but still haven't been to downtown Disney. We need to go to downtown Disney and hang out, Art. We need to do that. NorCal Mark says yes, but it'll be very different. The vibes are key, but what will they be like? Yeah, I think that it'll be, it'll be a whole new vibe. But as I said in the video of 65 things will be different for Disney in its 65th year, is you'll have a different appreciation for the vibes that you do get. I think that'll be, I think that'll be the way that it'll roll. Fifi May says, definitely. If it's even a quarter organized the way downtown Disney is, it's the safest I've felt in a long time. I agree with you. Downtown Disney has been, downtown Disney has been my favorite trip into public since coronavirus happened. I, it was so organized. It felt so safe. Um, and it was just nice to see a version of society where everybody is literally on the same page. So that I was very, very thankful for. And says, I think we all have to make adaptations, but that's cool. And that's the way it is right now, right? Evolve or die. But she also says now that we understand COVID and the parks are opened, 
and prepared, I'm ready. Yeah, I, I get you. There, when it first broke out, like when they closed at the beginning of March, I was not ready to go to Disneyland. But now we have a little bit of a better understanding of contagiousness, how you get it. I I agree with you that I feel like there's a little bit more clarity on how to stay safe and what to expect. Ross predicts that in 2022, it will feel like 2019 all over again. Ross, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think Disneyland will ever feel the way that it did in 2019. Um, And I think that's just because just like flying has never felt the same since it did pre 9-11-2001, I feel safe when I fly. I don't ever feel threatened when I fly, but there are still reminders that the world changed. And I think that you will always go to Disney from 2020 forward and see reminders everywhere of, oh, remember when we didn't have to blank. So I don't know that it'll ever totally feel the same. We will all hook up with Mark and walk single file six feet apart. Hey, I'm ready to meet up. I'm ready to meet up. I got a whole whole plan for us to do some of this IRL when the park gets back up. Disney Design says, I've been to downtown Disney twice, but I don't think I could do Disneyland in a mask. Oh, too hot? Curious. I've been mask training. I've been wearing a mask as much as possible just to make it feel, feel, feel norms. Living Life says, I understand why it was closed and I don't disagree with the closure, but I am an essential worker. So I've been ready to go since day one. Well, hey, if you're an essential worker, thank you for doing whatever you did to keep America and our society cruising. Appreciate that, bud. Whatever you did, whether even if you're a grocery store worker, I appreciate everybody, a UPS guy. I appreciate everybody who's going out there right now, keeping the world spinning. Some would say that what I do is essential. (laughs) Essentially stupid. (laughs) Neil says, ready to go back in there, but we'll probably hold off for a while after they open and see how things play out. But I have three kids with me. Oh, That's a whole different ball of wax, man. Taking kids to Disneyland and trying to get them to understand the new rules and how to behave. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Federalist says, I'm torn. Would love to be there with the small crowds, but a lot of stuff for my five-year-old won't be available. Yeah, the whole whole kid thing really does complicate it, I'm sure. Feral Disneyland Cat says, I'm ready, but I'm scared. I miss it so much, but have a vulnerable people at home. Haven't even been to downtown Disney. Yeah, that... That does that does add a complication to it when you're part of your household and you have people in, in your household that maybe have you know immune diseases or um, uh, just sort of a compromise health. Yeah, I feel for you on that one. That that's not fun. Norcal Mark says that is a great point. Disney is working hard at safety. Unlike, say, my grocery store that I have to go to each week. Yeah, I feel like the most dangerous place I go right now is the grocery store. I don't feel like there's any other risk in my life as great as going to the grocery store. And boy, we have we ordered the grocery store house. Disney Designs has agreed. Downtown Disney was great, especially compared to my car picnic near Newport, where I watched less than 10% of the people wear a mask and all with close proximity to each other. Yeah, I've been out to Newport. I've we went and took a walk in Seal Beach and we walked out onto the the pier Saturday night. My wife and I did that Friday night. We did that. And it was just depressing how few people were actually masked up and taking this serious. It, it's been depressing going out in the public and seeing a lot of people just acting like it's not happening, which is the best way to make sure that it 
keeps on happening for a very long time. So my next question for you is this. What is your biggest fear in going back? What part of going back are you the most scared about? Maybe this is a fear that's keeping you from from even going. Or maybe if you would go, this is where you're going to keep your guard up. For me personally, my biggest fear is enclosed environments. When I go back, I don't plan on, for the short term, doing any indoor stuff. I'm not riding indoor rides. I'm not doing indoor shows. I, I might, if you twist my arm, I might rise. I might rise. Because the resistance is real. But that's just because it's so amazing and I don't know that I could resist the temptation. But everything else that's indoors, I'm just not doing it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to eat indoors. I'm not going to um, ride any indoor attractions. I'm not going to watch any indoor shows. What's your biggest fear? I'd love to know. Yeah, Disney has spent $1 billion getting their parks adjusted for this new lifestyle that we all have to partake in. And $1 billion, while you're not making hardly any money, that's a sound investment for security and safety, but they know that a safe park system is the only way that they survive and make it through this. They know that that's the, the odds. Neil says, yes, going to the grocery store feels like I'm stepping into Mad Max. Absolutely. Megan Bernstein says, one person sneezing scares me. I'm right there with you. Now when you're in public, you hear one person cough and you go, oh God, oh God, we're all done. We're all done. Living Life says they're scared that the magic won't be the same and I'll be disappointed. I know that just being there will be magical and, and it's mostly irrational, but who knows? I get what you're saying. I fully understand what you're saying about that, about you being worried that you won't enjoy it. But I'm going to tell you right now that when you get there and you hear the sounds and you see some of your favorite spots, it will come over you like a warmth, like a happiness of joy. You won't care that there's a mask on your face. You will literally, I believe, forget about a lot of those things and you will get lost in the moment. How do I know this? Or how do I suspect that this will be the case? Because you see so many people right now that are letting their guards down that when you get back into a world that feels like 2019, it just seduces you because we're not designed to live the way that we've been living in 2020. So I think that when you get there, we both know it won't be the same. It will be different but it will be special. And I can guarantee you, you will have an appreciation for the smallest thing that maybe you never cared about before. That's, that's my opinion. That's where I'm going with it. Anna B over on YouTube brings up a great point. Finding a safe place to eat away from others. I feel you on that one. When I went to downtown Disney, that was my big concern. When I finally got that salt and straw, I walked into salt and straw and I looked to the guy in the counter and, and they said, that guy's going to scoop your ice cream. And I walked up to him and go, I have been waiting to see you for months now. And he was like, who is this weirdo? I'm like, not you in particular, scooper, just somebody to scoop me my salt and straw. And he's like, well, we can't give out free samples right now. I'm like, I don't need free samples. All I need are two scoops sea salt caramel ribbons put it in a cup let's go and i walked down to the far far end of downtown so i could sit by myself with one of those waterfalls 
right on the other side of where the tram loads. Funny that I like the tram area. And I just sit there and I ate my salt and straw and I got to go back. I'm going to go back soon. I'm going to go back real soon. Living Life says, I know of this wonderful hidden gem of a spot in Disneyland. Yeah. Tell me about it. This great man that goes by the name of Fowler has a gem of a spot named after him. Living Life. If you don't think when you go to Fowler's Harbor, you're not going to see me looking like an old sea captain in the corner. Yeah. Some say there was a man by the name of Joel Fowler built this spot to put in the boat. Said you're going to have to work on that boat, Walt, if you're going to take it around the river 20 times a day for 20 years. Man was tall as two trees if he was taller than a mile. Okay, so let me ask you this. What makes you feel safe about going back to Disneyland? For me personally, that riddle was answered when I went to downtown Disney. I want to go into a public area where everyone is living on the same rules. I live by 2nd Street in Long Beach, which is full of shops and and restaurants and bars. Uh, Broadway has the same vibe here. Our downtown has the same vibe. And everybody is just on their own. When you go in public right now, it feels like you're walking into the Star Wars cantina over and over again. There's two people that care. Two people that don't care. Two people you can tell that truly don't care. Like everybody's just guns a blazing doing this their own way, which I think is part of the reason why America is in the problem that it's in. It's overall lack of leadership. So by going to a private resort, by going to downtown Disney and eventually Disney's California Adventure and Disneyland, we will be in a space that has law because it's a private property. And the, the law of that private property will say, You have to stay separate from people. You have to wear a mask. You can't go into these certain areas. But being under that one rules for everybody is what makes me feel so safe about going back to Disneyland. And I'm actually looking for that sort of thing anywhere else in my life. If you could tell me right now that there's a mask required park to go to that is enforced. I mean, I'm talking like a park park where you take your dog or where you throw a football I want that anywhere in my life I can find it. And what has Disney done better than anybody? Customer service, guest safety. So therefore, I feel like this will be one of the safest places I can go. Even though it's not normal, it will feel normalized. And that's what I'm looking for, an experience that feels normal. Ross Loves Disney says, safe equals sanitation, social distance, clean areas, and using quality cleaning solutions. I think that we know who would be doing all of those things. Daniel Birch says the plane ride there worries me the most. Oh, Daniel, I feel bad that you have to take a plane ride to get to Disneyland. That, that would absolutely, that part would terrify me to you, brother, to you. Godspeed. Oswaldo says he's, he's, he's echoing with the choir. Everyone being on the same page is what will make him feel safe. Art Aimo says, don't listen. You don't get to play. Completely agree. These are the rules. If these rules somehow mess with your constitutional rights, you can go wherever you want to. Not Sperry Farms. Yes. Living life. Knowing that Disney will kick people out for not complying. They have no other choice than to enforce the rules or tell people they have got to go. This is not a choose your own adventure. This is go with the rules or go back home. 100%. 
Fifi May says the cast members for sure. They were good at making sure everyone was good distance and making you feel comfortable welcoming us all back home. The cast members are the MVPs of this entire thing. They are the front line of what Disney is doing to get the parks back open. Uh, those folks don't make an enormous amount of money. So I always try to be very patient and kind to them because you can tell that many of them do this job because they love it. Gary says it's a direct flight from LAX from here and it wouldn't bother me. Well, you go, Gary, you get on that plane, brother. All right. My next question for you guys is this. What do you think you will miss the most when you go back to Disneyland? What's the thing that you're just going to have to give up on that you're willing to sacrifice to make a trip back to the park. You're willing to give this up, but in your heart, you're going to miss it. For me, it will be dining indoors and it'll be dining indoors with all my dudes that we used to meet up once a month and um, hang out and have drinks and conversation. Like I will miss the dining indoors and being inside with people. I will also miss being able to see people smile that that's going to break my heart a little bit because you get uh, you get a contact buzz from seeing everybody else so happy around you. So that level of human interaction, I'm going to for sure, for sure miss. A lot of people are saying they're going to miss park hopping over on Twitch. Disney Design says the crowd feeling a sense of normalcy. I, I, there will be a new normalcy, but I get what you're saying. I'm right there with you. I will miss seeing just people. Ooh, Gary getting deep. Napa Rose bar. I miss. Oh, I love Napa Rose. Although it could use an interior redesign. That, that design's looking a little long in the tooth. I spent my birthday there last year. I'm like, this place is ready for a coat of paint. Now the design of the restaurant is nice, but I do think the Napa Rose could use a little set dressing. I will also miss on a long day, being able to go to Storyteller Cafe, sitting in that booth, eating that bread, getting unlimited iced tea refills, getting in that AC, going and using a clean bathroom and maybe taking a sink shower to freshen up. Man, Storybook Teller, I have crushed a mini of late afternoon there, refueling my batteries. Andrew, what's up, bud? Good to see you. You think the Imagineers are cooking up some amazing solutions? Mask with park connectivity? <laughs> Mask pass? Trademark? Andrew, sign me up for Mask Pass. Just scan my face and you'll know where I get to go. I love that idea. Good to see you over in the chat, Andrew. Ross Loves Disney says, was just on a plane. They are cleaner than ever because of this and masks are required. Yeah, uh, it was Delta that threw some people off. And they then came out that said, if you refuse to wear a mask or you take your mask off in flight and cause a scene, you're banned for life. You're never flying on Delta again. And I always think about like, how do you ban somebody for life from your restaurant? Or even if you get banned for life from Disneyland, like how do they technically ban you from life? Like you could probably go in there and just buy a ticket and get in. But with an airline, because of security, they always know who you are. And to get banned from life from Delta would literally mean you are banned from life from Delta. And to be says what we're all thinking, I'm shocked to say this, but I'm going to miss the crowds the most miss those happy crowds. Like, yeah, if you did the all day live stream with me on the 65th anniversary, like I full on had a crying emotional breakdown watching the fireworks and 
yeah, Disney fireworks are magic. That's already going to get you feeling weak and, and, and misty eyed. But seeing the crowds in that video that we watched, I was just like, oh my Lord, we're never going to get back to this. We are never going to get back to this. That was the part that really broke me down when we did the 65th. Ross says, there is a way to see people smile. There are masks that are clear. Disneyland should mandate clear mask. Happy mask. I love that. All right. My next question for you folks is this. What are you never doing again? When you go back to Disneyland, what are you never doing again? I mean, an easy one for me would be the submarines, but I was never doing them before COVID, so I'm not doing them ever. Lady Gary, thank you for hanging out with us today. Always good to see you, bud. Hopefully I'll see you on Friday, and hopefully I'll see you next Thursday when we do DCA, a a virtual trip to DCA, our, our group of Disneyland misfits. What are you never doing again? I think the things that are off limits for me right now Definitely anything that's real claustrophobic. I'm not doing that again. (laughs) Wonder Giant says, oh, I'm going, but I'm never touching anything again. You're going to do the Indiana Jones hands up challenge the whole time you're in the park. I love that. Oh, Disney design. Perfect one. Never used public drinking fountains before. Definitely not going to do public drinking fountains now. Sage advice, sage advice, Disney and design. I believe that is going to be what a lot of people are thinking. Living life says I'm definitely going to be a lot more conscious of what I have touched. And when I last cleaned my hands. Yeah, I, I probably went to Disneyland hundreds of times and I don't even know if I washed my hands the entire time I was there. Sad to admit that, but just, you know, brutal honesty is, is my brand. Megan says public bathroom sounds scary. Ooh, yeah, it does. Well, I did the Trampian Day and only used the bathroom once, so I'm built for this event. King Exynos, the one time I was there, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln was very crowded. Well, actually, just earlier today in our live stream, um, and I'm going to be posting this as a standalone video later, we actually went through and showed 65 ways that Disneyland will be different in its 65th year. And one of those things was showing you how long lines are going to be kind of a thing of the past and how crowded seating areas will be eliminated. So if you get a chance to watch that, you should watch it because it kind of answers a lot of what you're talking about, King. Disney Design says, I've gotten sick many times after visiting Disneyland. I've already taught myself to wash my hands before every meal at Disney. That's cool. I think other things that people aren't going to be doing anymore, the spontaneous trip to Disney is going to probably be a thing of the past. These will be planned out moments. You'll know when you're going. You'll know who you're going with. I think for a lot of us locals that just made this like a random part of our life, I think that that randomness is going to be eliminated. Before I leave you for the day, this is my final question for you. On brand with Disney. Wish upon a star. If you could wish upon a star right now, under Disneyland law. What would your wish be? And there's one exception. You can't wish for more wishes and you can't wish that COVID-19 never happened. Obviously we all want more wishes. Obviously we all wish that we never got put in this weird spot, but I would love to know as a Disney fan, what's your biggest wish? And I'm going to take the number one. I wish the park would reopen. (laughs) Living Life says the number one wish 
is Disneyland reopening early October. I would love to tell you that's going to happen, friend. Oh, Oswaldo, the number one wish that the algorithm would work in Mark's favor. Don't waste your wish on me. The algorithm hates me. YouTube hates me. Most people hate me. Look at my numbers. My numbers prove the venom for Bricky is real. We are the smallest band of misfits that there ever was. Don't waste your wish on the algorithm, but I appreciate you thinking about me, bud. I appreciate you thinking about me, but even with the wish, even if Genie himself could come here and say, what do you want, Bricky? I want to beat the algorithm. Going back in that lamp. Oh, King, what a beautiful wish to be in a crowded Disneyland within a year. I just went there. I just went there in my mind. Disney Design says, wish they'd sanitize between each rider. Man, that would be great if there was any way to make that efficient. That would be the great. Megan high fives you on that one. Oh, Anna B, her wish is for a vaccine soon. You taking it? Vaccine comes out, you're going to take it right away? You're going to wait? That's a whole other ball of wax we're getting ready to get into. Ross says, I'll say I'd wish Disney would do a drive-in firework deal. Ross, I love you. If you could buy a ticket to park your car on top of Mickey and Friends or on top of the Pixar Pal parking garage, social distance, and watch the Disney fireworks from your car, would you do it? Yeah, you would do it. You would do it. And then you could turn your FM stereo to the soundtrack for the fireworks. Woo-hoo. I love that. Like SeaWorld's drive-in and movie fireworks. Are they doing that at SeaWorld? I might become a SeaWorld guy. No, I won't. I hate animals in captivity. Can't handle it. Hurts my heart too much. Fifi May wishes that everyone would follow the rules, no Karens, and have a carefree, happy day. Ugh. That sounds beautiful. I love that. I love that. King says, I just came across you yesterday with the sinking ride car and I'm here. There's still hope for the algorithm. King, I got to you. I made a clickbait video and I got to you and you came back. Thank you for proving that the system works. I love you, King. I love you. I'm ready to serve in your, in your kingdom. And B says, I'm taking that vaccine. I'm okay to be a beta tester. I'm in research. I understand my odds. Yeah, there you go. Walpolia, who I haven't seen all day. Welcome to the chat, bud. I wish Plaza Inn Fried Chicken would deliver. You and me too, Wal. Walpolia. That would be amazing. Oh, the kingdom of Disney? I'm already serving in your army, sir. Living Life says, I'm surprised Disney parks aren't doing more stuff like that to get some money flowing. I think they're going to have to get crafty really soon. Um, Because I feel like it is a long way away for California theme parks to reopen Friday there will be some positivity there'll be some good times but we will also look at a timeline that I've created giving you my prediction on when Disneyland reopens it's not a pretty timeline oh Federalist you just high five my heart I wish for Chowder and Fowler's Landing take it i take it in a minute it will be so amazing when we get to go back whatever that looks like 
however it feels. I'm ready for it because I do know that of all the places that I could go, this will be one of the safest places that I can get back to. And Oswaldo, I believe you. Your wish for a lobster roll, such a humble, such a humble wish. But I hope that it comes true. Darkwave says, I'd love to explore Disneyland property backstage, see where all the stuff is built and made. Also explore rides backstage to see the details up close. That's a pretty good wish. Get some behind the magic magic. I like that. King says they should just use their emptier parks to do some Disney Plus filming, bring back some of their classic shows. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a stage, right? It's designed for all of that. Megan's wish is to get those jobs I applied for with the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> I hope you get them too. Ah, a wish for dinner at the French Market with the band playing. Let's just think about that right now. French Market, band playing over in the corner. Maybe you're having dinner. Maybe you're ripping beignets, a virgin mint julep. Maybe you snuck your own bourbon in. No, you didn't do that. We're citizens of Disneyland. You didn't do that. All right, friends. I think this is where we're going to stop today. Hold on. Breaking news. Disney Design is changing their wish. Oh, I wish to get grandfathered into a club membership. (laughs) There you go. I like that. I like that wish a lot. Anna B says, is it bad that I also wish for limited edition merch when we get during COVID or special pen that says I survived COVID Disney? I'm telling you right now, all 2020 65th anniversary merchandise will be worth something in the long term just because it will always be associated with this moment. My professor knows someone with a membership. To what? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, it's getting so warm in here today. Just use this little fan to cool down. My computer is running double time to do all this streaming. All right, friends, I think this is where we're going to start to say goodbye. Uh, A couple things I would like to say to you. Thank you so much for showing up today. I hope that you had fun. I hope you enjoyed looking at 65 things that are going to be different when we go back to Disneyland. I hope that was fun for you. I also hope you enjoyed this last hour where we sort of just did a discussion. I, I wanted to show you guys what's going to be different, hear what you had to say, and just get everybody's mind on the same page of what it's going to be look looking like. Uh, this Friday will be our Disneyland fun Friday. Although I am going to make a prediction about when the park reopens. Uh, so we'll be doing that this Friday. We'll be having a good time uh, Friday, but I want to let you know about two specialties coming up Thursday. Next Thursday, we will be doing on the 13th. I'm going to be doing this new thing. Derek says, I wish main street USA would open up as an extension of downtown Disney. I agree with you. Main Street USA, they should watch the video I made about how they could safely do it. I think that that system would work. Oh, thank you so much, Love and Life, for joining the COT. That is so kind of you. I appreciate that. Uh, Coming up this Thursday, we're going to be doing our first ever uh, once a month, every 13th. We're going to get together as a club, do a virtual day at Disneyland, and who knows? When the park reopens, maybe those 13ths will be able to do IRL, or maybe soon we'll do a 13th meetup actually at downtown Disney. So next Thursday from two o'clock to close, we will be doing a day at DCA. And when I do these, I abide by the rules. We use 
We walk everywhere in the park. We ride the rides together. We, we talk about things. I show you fun facts and history, design elements maybe that you didn't know. And we'll see the parades at parade times. We will see the shows at showtimes. It will be a solid day. You will think, you will think that you're a DCA with your friends and dare I say your new Disneyland family. And then I'm going to do two this month and I don't want to overwear my welcome, but I have tickets for the star Wars event, the Disney after dark star Wars event. I was looking forward to that and I was getting sad that it wasn't going to happen. So I'm going to take that sadness and do it here in my office. And I'm going to recreate the star Wars celebration that was going to happen. Disney after dark. And we will hang out and we will recreate it. And one of the things they promised us with the star Wars party that night was that they would do Star Wars themed fireworks. And as you know, if you watch the fireworks there, there's no music. Well, don't you worry. I will break copyright laws and I will create our own <laughs> Star Wars fireworks in Batu. So this month, because of that cancellation, I'm going to do two in the park live streams. So hopefully you can uh, show up and, and be a part with me next Thursday for our first ever virtual DCA. And then the following Thursday, we will be doing the Star Wars party. Guess what? Even if you didn't buy a ticket to Star Wars, you can come. You can come be a part of it if the algorithm allows you to find me. All right. I want to thank everybody over on Twitch who who gave me cheer and bits today. I, I greatly appreciate that. And I want to thank my super chatters over on YouTube. Those are the only way that I'm making any money on these nine hours a week and all the hours I spend writing and preparing the material. So it is greatly appreciated. If I can keep it worth my time, then I will keep putting these up. So it's sort of an honor system uh, to keep the streams going. So I, I always appreciate it. Every little bit goes together to make something awesome at the end of the month. All right, everybody. I think that this is where I will say goodbye to you, but hopefully I will see you again this Friday. Daniel, DCA Live will be awesome. I hope to see you there, buddy, next Thursday the 13th. And you can right now just go in your calendar and put in September 13th, October 13th, November 13th, December 13th. We will we will be getting together. I'll see you guys on Friday. Everybody have a fun and safe time. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Bye, Felicia. There you go, friends. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, today's conversation. I hope it was fun for you. If you'd like to join in with us, as I said, I do stream every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I do that in two different locations. Same stream, though. Disney-only content can always be found at youtube.com slash adventures in design. And then over on Twitch, all the streams can be found under the name AID Network. Now you say, why not Disneyland for Designers? It's okay to use that name for a podcast, but I don't really want to put all of my eggs in a basket where I use the word Disneyland. So as for one single podcast, I don't mind rolling the dice with it, but I don't want to do a YouTube channel or a Twitch channel that uses that word because as you know, it could lead into further problems. And after all, all the Disney content is just sort of a massive experiment, but Adventures in Design or the AID Network, if you abbreviate it, that is my core business. That's where I've planted my roots. So all this Disney content is based on the participation that you keep showing up and people keep supporting me. It's all a gamble and I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you so much for showing up next week. We'll get back into the park and we'll, we'll 
do what we've been doing for so many weeks, but this is a different week for me, and I appreciate you letting me do something different. Friends, until the next time we meet, live the magic every single day.